right. Well, hey, you guys, it has been a phenomenal time to be with you since September. And I'm just going to say this. Hey, if you guys have your cell phones out, would you just put them away right now? And if at any point in the night I go like this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the peace sign. So back in the decade that I was born, everyone would always kind of be like, hey, peace, man. And it's, and it's kind of continued throughout the generations. But if, but if any point I just feel like, like maybe you're having a conversation, I'm just going to stop. And I'm just going to put up the peace sign. And I'm just going to wait for you. Because I think this message will be about 10 minutes long. But let's just practice. So go ahead and just, you're going to talk to your friend. And then when I put up the peace sign, then just go ahead and be quiet, okay? Ready, set, go. So tonight I'm going to tell you six stories. There's going to be... There's going to be one main stories, but these five chairs represent five of my friends. And right now, I could pull out my phone, and we could call them on the phone. I could, I could hit speaker, and they would tell you the real testimony. The first person, his name is Andrew. And Andrew, when he was in college, he got tied up into looking at his phone, clicking on images, that he knew that he shouldn't look at. Actually, there, there were times where he didn't want to get caught for looking at those images. So he would, he, would, he would do it in the shower. He would put his phone up on the little area where you put your shampoo bottle, and, and, he, would, and he would swipe through inappropriate images on his phone. And you guys, listen, this can be something that... You can get so tangled up in that, that you just like want to do it every single day. Like that's what addiction is. The, other, the main story that I want to tell you about is the Christmas story. And when you think about Mary and Joseph, hey, fellas. When, when you think about Mary and Joseph, you think about the fact that they were visited by angels. Think about getting visited by an angel and told that you were going to be with child, that, that the Holy Spirit was going to impregnate you. Think about the chaos and the confusion of that. Think about my friend Andrew who's, who's just tied up in this addiction. I have his friend, his name is Chris, and he started drinking when he was 13 years old. He just kept drinking, drinking, drinking in high school. He would actually hide his vodka bottles in the stuffed animals of his sister's bedroom. You see, she had already graduated and gone off to college, and she just left, you know, the 25 or 30 stuffed animals that were on her bed, and he would just stick those vodka bottles, you know, in, in the back behind all of these teddy bears. And the same thing, he just, he just couldn't stop drinking, we could call up Chris right now, and he, and he would tell you this is part of his story. We go back to the main story, and, and we think about the fact that, that, that Mary and Joseph got married, but now Joseph has to quietly divorce her. Think about the, the chaos. Think about just kind of, that, that's just a whole kind of rumor, gossip, town mess that they're in, but she's pregnant, 
They don't know what, what, really what to do, and, and now he's going to have to divorce her quietly. My third friend is Rebecca, and Rebecca was actually walking down the stairs nine months ago, and as she came down on that last step, her foot just clipped the bottom of it, and there was this side table with this heavy glass lamp. She fell into it head first and uh, split open uh, the side of her head, she was in a state where, listen, she had to miss multiple weeks of school because of her concussion. With multiple stitches, I think there were about 25 stitches on the side of her head. And her parents would say that she really hasn't recovered. Since then, her right hand has been shaking and trembling, and it's, it's not stopping. She's, she's 20 years old. So she can't paint her nails. She can't draw and do the artwork that she used to do. This is someone's reality right now. These are, we could call Rebecca up on my phone right now. We're back to the main story. Now imagine because of the census, you have to travel to your hometown. You have to travel to Bethlehem. And I've been on some road trips, but let me tell you that I've never spent more than an hour on a horse, horseback, and, and you probably would think either they're walking or, you know, the Christmas story in the nativity scene has Mary on a donkey. It doesn't actually say that in the Bible, but if you're pregnant and you have to walk for days or even just be on a mule or a horse, it doesn't seem very comfortable. Hey, fellas, come on, give me like five more minutes. You guys can do it. I believe in you. And, and I just think like, do you want to go through that when you're, listen, probably 14, 15, or 16, pregnant, and you're traveling to this unknown place to you? Again, just the chaos, the, the confusion, the, are we really doing this? Like, is this really the son of God inside me? My, my fourth friend, his name is Jordan. And I don't know if you know someone that's ever been such a mean guy, just like really angry at everything, that they've punched the wall in a moment of anger. My friend Jordan did that. He broke his hand. And that's like one of the worst things because whenever you break your hand and you have to wear, have a cast on, people ask you, hey, uh, what happened? You have to go, uh, I punched a wall. Right? And, and, and so that happened one time, and this is a true story, about... A year later, he punched a wall again and broke it for the second time because of just these outbursts and this rage that he had. We could call Jordan up. He lives in Washington right now. We could call him up, and he would tell you that this is part of his story. But then we're back to the main story where, where Mary and Joseph finally get to Bethlehem and can you imagine, like, there's contractions, there's pain, she's going to have the baby, and no one is letting them in for, uh, you know, to, to rest on a couch or a bed or, or, or just to be safe from the elements. And they have to step into a, a barn or, or a cave. Like, th think about the messiness of that, the reality of that, the chaos of that. My last friend, his name is Keith. I went to college with him one time. And he was a track and field athlete with me. And after the meets that we would go to, I would typically go hang out with my Christian friends, and he would go out and party. 
And he would go out and party, and the whole goal was to hook up with a girl each night. It didn't matter if it was the same girl, but he just wanted to hook up with somebody. He was searching for something, searching for love, and the number of girls that he spent time with just increased, you guys, four years of just partying every weekend. I don't even want to tell you the number of women that he slept with. <laughs> Over a hundred. So, so now listen, listen. We go back to the main story, and now we're, we're here. Listen. Hang on. Listen. So now we're in the barn. We're in the cave. There's animals, maybe, and you're having a baby. There's no doctor. There's no nurses. It's not clean. It's cold. Joseph doesn't know how to deliver a baby. You, you guys just like put yourself in that place. And, and, and really it's just like this really messy story. I want to show you this verse. This was 700 years. The prophet Isaiah, 700 years before Jesus actually came. And this whole mess just happened. Listen, listen, look at this verse. For unto us a child is born. 700 years before it's like this prediction. That's what a prophecy is. And it's just wild. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. Listen to this. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So here's this description. And I just think about, like, your life. Some of you right now, you can come on Wednesdays and, like, you can have fun with your friends. But, I mean, like, for some of you, we're entering in this Christmas season, and there are some real messy things going on in your life. There, there's some chaos. There's some confusion. There's maybe some hurt. And I just think, like, look at these descriptive words about who Isaiah predicted Jesus to be. It's wonderful counselor. Anybody here need a counselor or need help or need wisdom or need advice? Like, he's there for each one of us. Mighty God, anybody here needs some power, needs some strength in your life. Everlasting Father, it's like this relationship. And some of you are like, Father, ugh, you know what? It's a perfect Father. Not maybe like our earthly fathers, but a perfect Father, this relationship that he wants you to have. And then a Prince of Peace. And that's why I started the night about giving you the peace sign. See, in the midst of chaos, in the, even you guys, some of these family gatherings that you're about to have seem not actually very fun. Maybe a little bit chaotic. I just want to go back and tell you about my five friends here. Because my friend Andrew, who was looking at porn, who was swiping through those pictures, if you were to call him up right now, he would say that I've been free from that for the last four years. And he would say it's because of the power and the presence and the peace of God. And then if you were to talk to my friend Chris, who is who is, you know, sneaking and hiding vodka bottles in stuffed animals. He ended, up, he ended up going to jail for drinking and driving. He drank and, and drove four, four times, got caught four times, went to jail for 66 months. While he was in prison, he ended up meeting Jesus in his own cell. And he would say right now, the reason now that he's out, that he doesn't drink, it's because there in that cell, the power and the presence and the peace of Jesus came in him. My friend Rebecca, who gashed open her head, she was just at a service that I was leading last Tuesday night. 
And in that service, we prayed for her because she was still having headaches because of this concussion and her hand was still shaking. And in one moment, if you were to call her up, if we were to FaceTime her on my phone right now, she would tell you, the headaches went away. Listen to this. The scar from nine months ago disappeared and her hand right now stopped shaking. And she would say that it's because of the power and the presence and the peace of God in her life. My friend Jordan, who was just this big, angry guy, he ended up going to this church service. Jesus met him radically there. And if we were to call him up in Washington, he would say that he no longer has anger issues. He's actually one of these guys who is like the biggest teddy bear you know, and you just want to go up to him, and he wants to come up to you and give you the biggest hug in the world. And he would say that it's because of the power and the presence and the peace of Jesus. And my last friend, Keith, who just was with so many girls, he felt so much guilt and shame. And there was this moment, this moment where he was listening to this podcast And in the midst of that, got down on his knees. He was actually at work. Got down on his knees and he felt like the weight of those 100 girls, the shame, the guilt, just got lifted. And he would say that it's because of the power and the presence and the peace of Jesus. Jesus came in the main story to step into our life, Emmanuel, God with us. But then the the incredible part, the end of the story is that because of his death and resurrection, now it's God in us. And each one of you, if you've received that gift, listen to this, you have the power and the presence and peace of God in your life. And so in the midst of a busy Christmas season, in the midst of the food and the activities, you're going to bump up against your family, some, some friends, some relationships, some hurt, some struggle. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be all candy and roses. Listen to me. In the midst of those harder moments in the month of December, before you come back on January 8th, I just want you to say and know that you have the power and the presence and the peace of God in you and embrace that. And all you have to do is, God, I need you. God, give me your peace. God, give me your strength. God, let me know that you're here, your presence. The word says that you are. But God, thank you for being this wonderful counselor, this mighty God, this everlasting father, this prince of peace. Close your eyes bow, and bow your head and, and put both hands out in front of you. Put both hands out in front of you with your palms facing the ceiling. I just want every single person here to be able to have the opportunity to have that power, that presence, and that peace in your life. And so all of you right now in the quietness of where you are, all you'd have to do is, is just say this prayer in your heart where you're sitting. No one talk out loud. But sit quietly and you would just pray something like, God, I need you. God, I've messed up. God, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Forgive all my sin. I believe that you died. I believe that you came to earth as a baby. And I believe that the purpose for coming was so that you would die and and rise from the grave. And now, God, I want you to be the leader of my life. Come into my life. Fill up my life with you. In Jesus' name, keep your eyes closed, keep your heads bowed.
Now let me just pray for each one of you. God, I thank you that each person here, if they prayed that prayer, has your power, has your presence, has your peace in their life. And God, I thank you that that each one of us gets to carry that into this December, gets to carry that into this new year, God, so that we can be a light and a witness and a help with our family, with our friends, with the people that you bring into our life. And so we thank you for that. God, help us not to forget the reason for Christmas. It's because of you, Jesus, and we love you. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. Let's give God a big round of applause here tonight and give him praise for what he's doing here at Westwood. Hey, we're going to break into our small groups right now. And so if you are an eighth grader, go ahead and stand up. And the eighth graders, I love you. It's been great hanging with you. And you guys can go to your small group. Merry Christmas. Eighth graders, you can leave. Eighth graders, you can do it. And now if you're in seventh grade, Merry Christmas. I love you. Hope you guys have a great Christmas season. Come to Westwood on Christmas Eve. Have a great small group time. And now if you're a sixth grader, say hi, Mark. I love you guys. Have a great time. Go to your small group. Merry Christmas. See ya.